Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to create the life, marriage, and body of your dreams. If you want to stop struggling with your weight, bring more romance to your marriage, more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Sherry Frazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and a certified confidence life coach. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, friends. This podcast is coming out in the middle of the coronavirus stuff, and I contemplated whether I should start it or not because it's been in the making for a long time, and I've recorded different things and different episodes and and I needed to re-record some and I thought, should I wait till all this is over? Should I go now and do it now um, while this is going on? And I decided that with everyone on quarantine and being home, that maybe this is the perfect time for my podcast to come out. This podcast is going to talk about weight loss surgery and my journey with weight loss surgery. And I know that there's a lot of people that are home right now and they're not working and that leads us to be bored and stressed and anxious and all of the things and that makes us want to eat. So in light of the coronavirus, I have decided to bring out this podcast and I hope that some of these things that I'm going to be talking about each week will help you in the quarantine of the coronavirus and help you work on your mind and work on your mental health and whether it has to do with weight loss or not. I feel like working with your mental health is crucial, especially at a time like now. I also feel like working on your mental health, there's just a side effect of losing weight. And there's lots of other side effects too, but losing weight is one of them. So without further ado, this is my first podcast episode and it's going to be about the three basics of losing weight after weight loss surgery. So I want to talk to you today about these three things that you need to work on to be successful after having weight loss surgery. And it really does come down to these three things. And if you can get these three things down, then I feel like you're pretty golden. So let's get into it. Number one, sleep. I know. You just rolled your eyes and you're saying, what does sleep have to do with losing weight? Well, you, my friend, are in luck because we're going to talk about that today. So wherever you are in your journey after weight loss surgery, you know that you get tired much easier than you used to. And this is normal after having weight loss surgery because our calorie intake is much lower now. Our bodies are running on less fuel and it's hard on our bodies. The length of time that I needed for that nap got less and less as time went on and eventually I didn't take any naps. Now it's important to note here that um, if you need a nap during the day, it's because of one or two reasons. Number one, it's how I've been eating for the last three days and what time I've gone to bed also plays in to that and sleep is just mega important to all of us as humans. Not just us who've had weight loss surgery, but for us, it's uber important that we get our sleep. You should be prioritizing between seven to nine hours per night of sleep. I know, I said that word prioritize. That's an action word and it puts the responsibility on you and you may not want to be responsible for that. And you are going to tell me all the reasons that you can't and that your life is just crazy and 
you just cannot get seven to nine hours of sleep. So don't fall into that trap of letting other people in your, in your life be in charge of your health. Your body does all of its fat burning at night. If you want to burn more fat, be asleep longer. When you're sleeping, your body is regulating and balancing your hormones. Any hormonal menopausal women here, I mean, come on. Anyone have diabetes or insulin resistance? These two things are what most of us are, did, or will have issues with. And sleep is where your body tries to balance that. You have to give your body time to do its magic and regulate the insulin for you. Sleep is where your cortisol levels go down. And those of us who are building families, businesses, dreams, careers, etc., have high levels of cortisol dumping into our system. And I will add, this coronavirus is adding major doses of cortisol into our system. Sleeping is where that lowers, and it gives us a much-needed break from the rat race of fast-paced daily life and all of the stuff that's been going on with this coronavirus. Here's the biggest reason you want to prioritize your sleep. Being sleep-deprived equals cravings. Think about it, you guys. When you're at work or at home not working because you're quarantined and you're tired at three o'clock or whatever time it is, you can put up your feet or you can just go take a nap or you know whatever you are doing at home, you can just cut out and take a nap. But if you are trying to raise a family or if you're trying to do a job or whatever, you can't necessarily go take a nap, you immediately pull, go for the M&Ms or the pretzels, or the trail mix, or you drink caffeine, etc. So your body needs that quick energy to keep you awake to finish out your day. So all afternoon, you're fighting being tired, so you snack on all the things, a bite of this or that. Then, because you've had weight loss surgery, you have all this drama in your head that you shouldn't be hungry or you shouldn't want to eat the junk food. Then the thoughts, this isn't working for me, come in or this isn't going to work for me, and I can't control what I'm eating even after I had surgery, when that's not true at all. You just need to take a look at your sleep schedule. I want you to be conscious in the afternoon the next few days and see what happens for you in the afternoon. How are your cravings and your urges around two, three, four o'clock? What happens when you drink caffeine at three or four o'clock in the afternoon? For me, it's I'm totally awake at 11 p.m., laying in bed, wishing I could go to sleep. Some of you are just telling yourself that you get so much more done at night, so it doesn't matter that you're buzzed. Don't fall for that, friends. If you were getting enough sleep each night, you wouldn't need the caffeine to keep you awake and keep you on task. You'd be flying through your day, rested and alert, and I promise you'd be getting more done in the afternoon with good sleep then you are up all night buzzed on caffeine. Your ability to make decisions is also severely hampered when you're sleep deprived. If you are the decision maker at home or at work or in your life in general and you're sleep deprived, those decisions could be better and getting you closer to your goals if you were not deprived of sleep. Just consider it. It's your sleep schedule working for you the best it can. Think about it. Okay, number two, water. I just rolled my eyes myself. Water is super hard for me. This one, I don't know. I work on it all the time. 
I've never been good at prioritizing water. I have all the excuses and thoughts about water and it's probably the thing I journal about the most. But it's also something I've put to the test and the numbers don't lie. Focusing on my water has gotten me out of every stall. Not a few stalls, not just the last stall, every one. When I've been in a stall, I've taken a look at my water intake and it has been lacking every time. I focus on getting 64 ounces in each day and voila, I start losing again. Here's why. Water is a natural fat burner. If I had a pill that was proven to torch fat, would you take it? Of course you would. I would too. Well, there is one. It's water. One of the best thoughts for me about drinking water and peeing all the time is I'm peeing out fat. Every time I need to go to the bathroom because I've upped my water, that's what I say to myself. It's literally true. When you're hydrated, your body is flushing out toxins. Guess where toxins are stored in your body? You guessed it. In fat. I know. Your mind is just blue, huh? And you need a drink right now, don't you? Drink it. Go. Go right now. Drink it. Your body thanks you every time you have a drink. So if you're burning fat at night as you sleep, and that's just changed your mind about sleep, guess what makes fat burning at night even better? Being hydrated. When you're dehydrated, your body stores fat. When you're dehydrated, your body sends out hunger cues, but it really needs a drink, not food. So dehydration equals cravings. When I haven't been great at my water intake, I get snacky and I want sweets. When I'm good on my water, I don't have those cravings for snacks and sugar like M&Ms or peanut brittle or cookies. So you can see here that water and sleep are a big deal. And the thoughts that you're having about water and sleep, I want you to consider that they're not true. The bottom line is, if you want to have cravings and triggers and overeat all day long, then be sleep deprived and dehydrated. If you don't, then prioritize that sleep and water intake. All right, number three, food planning. Now, I don't food plan like most people. I encourage you to do whatever your doctor tells you as far as calories and what those calories should come from. We're told we need 50 to 60 grams of protein each day, vegetables and healthy fats. According to livestrong.com, the goal of your post-surgery meal plan is to get enough nutrients while adjusting to the smaller size of your stomach. Aim to balance each meal with protein and vegetables or fruit and get at about 50 grams of protein a day. The total calorie intake during the maintenance stage is typically between 1,300 and 1,500 calories, according to Highland Hospital Bariatric Center. Okay, I don't know about you, but keeping track of calories has always been really terrible for me. I have lots of drama and negative thoughts about tracking calories. It really gives me tons of anxiety. So the way I do my planning is not focused on calories or numbers attached to food. It's focused on my thoughts about my food and whether I enjoy the food I'm planning. Let me explain. When I'm focusing on how many calories broccoli has and chicken has and the number attached to a banana, I get all stressed out. And I get super stressed out about the numbers and if my numbers aren't the, what the doctors say and they don't add up to a thousand per day and then I'm doing it wrong and this won't work for me and blah, 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 blah. So I know some of you can relate. My plan is called the 24 hour realistic plan. And I encourage you to do a plan every day. 
I know it sounds time consuming, but it really isn't. And it's actually a time saver during the week. So give it a chance. So here's what I do. Each Sunday, I sit down and make a plan and I make a list of the things I want during the week, like the meals I want during the week. So I'll choose five breakfast, five lunch, five dinners. Then I look at my calendar and see what other parties, dates with friends, get togethers, Sunday dinners that I have. And I also what nights we're going to be running all evening with kids activities and either only be home for a short time or dinner won't be like it'll just be a drive through or something because we're not home. I decide which meals would be easy and fast and appropriate for those nights and put them on my calendar so that I don't have to stress about what we're going to eat and what we're going to do on those nights. I go to the store and grab the groceries I need for those meals. I just write down the meals in list form and then each day I plan what I'm going to eat based on those meals. So, so for example, I'll say for breakfast this week I'll have still cut oats with apples and nuts one morning cottage cheese with mango and granola one morning, and an egg and avocado one morning, and a hard-boiled egg and um, a half a piece of Dave's Killer Bread toasted. That's what's on my list. Then tomorrow, I'll pick one. This gives me the opportunity to eat what I want and what sounds good to me, but I'm giving myself boundaries and select choices. I do the same for lunch and dinner and a snack and dessert if I want one. The next thing is where it's different than traditional diet plans. You'll put the things that you're already eating on your plan. You won't go looking for a pouch reset diet that restrict all the carbs. You're not gonna go look for um, an extreme cut out an entire food group diet plan. You will put the things that you're already eating on your plan. This is to build evidence and give you practice trusting yourself that you will do what you say you're gonna do. You need to put things on your plan that you will actually eat. Your future focused planning brain won't allow you to like eat that every single day. So don't freak out. You won't intentionally put cheeseburgers on your plan every single day. Your instant gratification toddler brain that wants dopamine all the time is what's got you eating cheeseburgers. The planning brain, which is that prefrontal cortex, wants you to be at your healthiest weight. So you'll be surprised at what you'll start planning. This will also give you the opportunity to see all the times during the day that the toddler brain is running the show. It's fascinating really, and your mind will be blown when you start noticing it. So those are my three basics for losing weight after weight loss surgery, and it's where you're gonna start. You know what they say, go back to basics. But what everyone thinks that means is to go back to liquids, do a pouch reset, eliminate carbs, guys, that's not healthy for people who have their entire stomach and absorbing all their nutrients. It's certainly not healthy for us after having weight loss surgery to be restricting calories when we barely get enough to sustain life as it is. Those pouch reset and restrictive diets are hard to stick to and they put your emotional health in the toilet. Promise me right now that you'll never do them again, okay? There's a better way. Stay tuned for next week's episode to learn more. Losing weight after having weight loss surgery can be frustrating and discouraging. It doesn't have to be. It can be a journey that you actually enjoy. I want to invite you to apply for a free weight loss strategy session to see if my program, Confidence in Weight Loss, is a good fit for you. I will help you make peace with your relationship with food and feel confident that this tool will work for you. Go to sherrybrazier.com forward slash strategy session 
to schedule the time that is best for you. Chat soon.